Welcome to another episode. My name's Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Netflix quarter four earnings, which were just reported after hours today. So let's get started. The first thing we're going to take a look at is just how the overall market has reacted to their earnings. Um, the, it closed at 338 um, when some of the reports came out, the price dropped down all the way to $330. But after the earnings call, the price is sitting at a 2.2% gain at $345. All right, so here I pulled up their shareholder letter. Um, this is the information they've provided to us so far. Um, right now, we're going to be looking at quarter four of their earnings. And to start off, they bring full year 2019 of revenue to over $20 billion. This company produces a big amount of revenue. And here we can see, I have highlighted all the important information already so, so we can do this pretty quick. Revenue year-to-year -year growth for quarter four was 30.6%. That's pretty impressive, right? A company is still growing 30.6% year-to-year growth. And we can see last last um, quarter three was 31.1, quarter two was 26, quarter one was 22.2, and quarter four last year was 27.4 so this company is growing it still continues to grow its revenue at a high pace um, so this is definitely still a growing company for quarter one of 2020 they forecast 26.8 percent revenue growth compared to the same time last year and they're expecting revenue of 5.7 billion dollars operating margins for this company also um, is something that that's that is pretty pretty up and down for quarter four 2019 their operating margins was 8.4 percent um last quarter was 18.7 the quarter before that was 14.3 and the quarter before that was 10.2 one thing i do remember this is not my first time taking a look at netflix information i know that one of the things is they were waiting for a big time charge that that was going to happen and it kept being pushed back quarters and quarters initially it was supposed to happen between quarter one and quarter two but it ends up not happening till now quarter four and that's one of the main reasons um operating margins is so low at 8.4 percent but look for quarter one of 2020 they fork they forecast uh, operating margins of 18 point of 18 percent which is again um what seems to be their high point of, of this year their quarter three of 18.7 one thing I also want to have you guys shown here is the operating income for quarter four 2019 compared to the net income. Normally, the net income, which is after every expense has been done, is lower than your operating income. But the case is different here. Operating income for quarter four was $459 million. Net income was actually higher at $587 million. And um, normally you don't see that. That's something that does not happen. And no, it was not a mistake. Um, the reason that uh, we'll take a look at it in a bit is this company re um, had, a, had a tax benefit. So they ended up collecting a, a net income. Um, a, they, they ended up providing a higher net income than operating income due to that tax benefit. But we're going to see that this diluted earnings per share, which was pretty good at $1.30, it's not true dollar and thirty cents because of that tax of that tax benefit. Um, earnings per share for quarter three was one dollar and forty seven. For quarter two was sixty cents. For quarter one was 0.76. and for quarter four, same time last year, 
was 30 cents and you're gonna see right now based on that tax benefit that uh, earnings per share are actually pretty much the same compared to the same time last year for quarter one of 2020 they forecast uh, earnings per share of a dollar and 60 cents that's actually pretty high um, so I'm gonna have to end up seeing in their 10q report when they post it on why they expect it to be so high next let's take a look at their global streaming membership um, it, their, their streaming paid membership is also growing at a, at a nice rate um, quarter four of 18 was 25 percent quarter one of 19 was 25 percent quarter two of 19 was 21 percent quarter three was 21 percent quarter four this this now that we're reporting is 20 percent and quarter one of 20 is at 16.9 percent so you can see even though they're still growing in double digits it does seem like a slowdown is happening um, right so from 25 percent we can see a small decline every quarter to about 16.9 in quarter 120. so for quarter four results the average return per user the average revenue per user increased over nine percent year over year that's actually pretty impressive so they're they're the um they're collecting more money per users now than they were um over a year ago nine percent more and that's that's actually pretty impressive and i'm pretty sure it has to do a lot with uh, increasing costs that they have been doing in a lot of places and the sh if 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 you exclude foreign currency if there's always some form of impact due to foreign currency the average re revenue per user has actually increased 12 percent instead of nine percent next let's talk about global paid membership here we can see first let's take a look at the graph of of global paid net additions 2018 was a strong year for them um it's been the strongest so far and we can see 2019 is not that far behind um in quarter four they added 8.8 .8 million users and that's actually similar on par with 8.8 .8 million same time last year and this is ahead of their forecast they had forecasted 7.6 million users to grow and again this is something that i know because i've read i've i've, I've done analysis on netflix numerous times um netflix is one of the few companies that when they report estimates for for upcoming forecasts they do numbers that they know they think that they can reach if they work hard enough when most companies usually undershoot a forecast just because they're worried that they might they might um they might fail so they under 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 um undershoot um netflix actually does the opposite i feel they overshoot most of the time um and that's why we saw there were there's sometimes when this company actually miss, misses their own forecast um and i think that's actually a pretty um pretty impressive uh pretty impressive thing to do we can see that the most most they added most of their uh memberships this quarter from your um from europe middle east and africa the latin america continents and apac asia pacific and china australia and china i believe um regions so we can see a lot of the growth they're coming from comes from um comes from international and not from here in the states um united states and canada net ads were 0.55 million and 0.42 million were in the united states and this is compared to 1.75 million a year ago um so you can see from point from 1.75 million a year ago to 0.55 um there is a slowdown here in the united states and canada region 
And one can argue that this is happening because the United States and Canada are one of their most developed, um, one of their most developed countries where they have it. So obviously, you will start to see a slowdown here. But they do mention that their low membership growth in in United States and Canada is probably due to the recent price changes and also to the competitive launches. So they are saying that that that, that could be impacting them, um, but. It's not deterring them from increasing prices. For quarter one, 2020, they forecast a global pay net, pay net ads of 7 million. Um, and we can see here, they already have the nice chart for us that what they're forecasting for quarter one. Um, and it will be higher than 2017 and similar to 2016, but much lower than 2018 and 2019. Um, in 2019, they did 9.6 million. Um, and now they're only expecting 7 million. So you can see there is a slowdown happening for this country. For operating margins for 2020, they are expect they are targeting 16%, and that would be about 300 basis point um, year over year. So that means so for this year of 2019, their operating margin was sitting at an average of 13%. Next, the next thing they talk about is content, and they, they discuss a lot about the, the shows they have and the kind of um, the kind of shows that are coming up this quarter. There's a lot of shows here that uh, I'm not going to talk about much. Uh, it's just no, they they definitely have a lineup coming in, uh, but there's some 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 of the things I do want to talk about. During December, they launched The Witcher, which is tracking to be their biggest season one TV series ever. They have a nice chart. That shows this and this is pretty impressive and they also mentioned that as a testament to how our hit content can penetrate the the global market the show launch drove up the sales of the witcher books and games around the world so this is something that netflix can actually use to bolster to like um to get more more shows like this they can be like hey if you put a show here on netflix you're going to expect a higher revenue in your other products. Another thing they talk about is that local originals were the most popular titles in 2019 in many countries. And this is pretty good. Uh, pretty cool. They are. Um, Netflix is making originals for different countries. Sometimes they're, they're country specific originals. And we can and they do mention that their local originals were the most popular in 2019. So this continues to uh, to to strengthening their uh, their thesis that they should continue to make more original content, and this is another thing I I, I like re I like hearing about um, right now at the price Netflix is staying at. I wouldn't say I'm not too happy. I wouldn't enter it. I personally would not enter an investment, but I still like to understand how the company is behaving um, to see if things prices do go down. If I should enter. Um, and right now, so I'd like to know everything about this company. Over the past several years, they've been developing an animation studio with Netflix to produce a wide array of animated content for kids, adults, and families. And they have creators who work for Disney Animation, Pixar, DreamWorks, and Illumination. So um, they're now working at Netflix. And this is, that is pretty, pretty impressive. The animation studio is definitely a difficult task to, to, uh, to accomplish um, I was just reading Bob Iger's book and and he definitely talks about some of the troubles that Disney went because their animation studio was pretty weak so it definitely gives it definitely um, you need to understand that an animation studio can really make or break these these types of content 
Uh, so it's pretty impressive that they have they have creators from all these amazing um, studios working here at Netflix. Uh, next, we're going to talk about products and partnerships. Again, there's not much uh, I found pretty interesting here. The only thing I found here is that in quarter four, they launched a mobile only plan in Malaysia and Indonesia. This is something I knew that they did in India in quarter three last year. And this is like it is. It's just a mobile only plan. It allows you to watch Netflix on your phone, um, but you don't have any other form. You can't log in, in on, on the TV or in a computer. Um, the only thing is this is a much lower price. And the reason they do this is because in countries like this, cable is actually lower price. So cable, you could be paying a cable for $15. So for Netflix to go to countries like this and pay and charge $13 for full service, it makes no sense when um, people would rather just have cable then. Um, but they have this mobile only plan, which is roughly about $4 or $5, which makes it more attractive now. Um, and the only thing I have an issue with that is yes, they're collecting, uh, they're collecting more, more memberships that way, but by dropping the price so low, their margins are also going to decrease dramatically. They do say that they expect the mobile only plan to be revenue positive. Um, so here, this is this was pretty cool that they were to. Um, here they talk a bit about the competition. Um, despite the the despite the um, the debut of Disney Plus and the launch of Apple TV Plus, um, their viewers per memberships grew both globally and in the United States year-over-year -year basis and then here they, they this is i think this was a power move that that netflix did they took a google trends and they look at the witcher which was netflix biggest show biggest one season show ever then they looked at the mandalorian which is one of disney's biggest shows to come out morning show and uh, which is apple plus's biggest show and jack ryan which is one of amazon's biggest show and you can see that that Netflix The Witcher is way above all the others in trends and you can see how strong that customer that customer um, is on the Netflix side and this just like I said I think this was a power move for Netflix to show and here you can see the average blue is The Witcher and it's way above um, Mandalorian um, and that was pretty impressive I actually thought that the Mandalorian will have a lot more especially with all the baby Yoda memes going on I was expecting more, a lot more from, from the Mandalorians. So next, let's take a look at the cash flow and capital structure of this company. Um, the One of the biggest things I hate about this company is that it does have positive earnings per share, but that does not mean that this company is making money. This company is actually burning money, and it is burning money at a faster rate each year. For the full year, their fee, their free cash flow was three was negative, three point three billion dollars. That is insane. They are losing three. They they literally burn three point three billion dollars in cash, uh, and, and that's something I I, I don't like. I, I don't like to, to to see. They do say that this is the peak, um, and they think every year from now on is gonna get better. I hope so. For 2020, they still expect uh, a negative cash flow of negative 2.5 billion. Um, and again, that's still a lot of money. And they are working slowly to become um, positive ca free cash flow. 
But see, I, I, I can't see them doing that anytime soon. Um, if anything, I would have to say maybe in 2024, 2025 is when this company will eventually start seeing some free cash flow, some positive free cash flow. They are continuing to also build um, debt by senior notes. In quarter four, they continue to raise uh, $1 billion of senior notes at a 4.875 interest rates. And in Europe, they did 1.1 euros, billion euros at a 3.625 um, senior notes. Both of these are not due to 2030. Um, and hopefully by then this company is free cash flow positive that it is able to pay um, its debt down. And I, I, I've seen, I, I know if it was in quarter two and quarter three, but at some time in this, this year, they again, they also pulled some more um, debt and they are continuing to increase um, their investments by um, through through that the debt market. So I think we're almost coming up to the end. We're just going to take a look at this table one, and we'll, I just here we're we're looking at the streaming revenue by sector. And the first thing I want to take a look at is the United States and Canada. Obviously, provide the biggest um, revenue, sitting at two point six billion dollars the next is europe middle east and africa sitting at 1.5 um, so you can see how united states is the biggest market united states and canada is this company's biggest money maker and we can see the average return the average revenue per user continues to grow right now in quarter four sitting at about 13.22 dollars and that's because this company continues to increase the price of uh, of their of their membership uh, and we can see, right, so 13.22, um, $13.22. Next, I wanted to take a look at Asia, um, Pacific, Australia, and China. I think that's what APAC is. Uh, and here we have, this is the, comp these are the areas where, uh, where some of the mobile plan, uh, mobile gaming, mobile only services has arrived. And I wanted to see how the average return per users has changed. Because remember, I mentioned that if by a mobile-only plan, you are increasing your paid memberships dramatically because a lot of people are going to be enticed to go with this cheap plan. But at the same time, you're going to see your returns go out down. And we can see quarter three in this area was sitting at 4.4 million, 14, 14, nearly 14.5 million users. Now in quarter four, it grew to 16.2 million users. But even though users increased, the average return per user decreased. Um, last quarter, average revenue per user was $9.29. This quarter was $9.07. And I would have to say one of the reasons here is most likely due to that mobile-only plan, which reduces the amount of revenue collected per user. So next, what we're going to take a look at is this company's... Uh, Income statement. So here in the income statement, we can see operating income this quarter of 2000, of quarter four, the operating income was $458 million. The previous quarter was sitting at $980 million. And one of the main reasons we see this big change in, in, in operating income of about $500 million less this quarter compared to quarter, last quarter of quarter three is cost of revenue has increased um cost of revenue this quarter was three point almost 3.5 um, bi um billion dollars 
and last time it was at 3.1 billion dollars another thing that's happening is they're spending a lot more money on marketing marketing last year um last quarter was 553 million dollars marketing this quarter was 878 million dollars and one reason i want to i wonder if i'm pretty sure we're going to see it when the 10q report comes out but did that marketing increase um was was it a factor of the new the new competition did they increase their revenue to make sure that competition did not get uh did not get much space from them here we're going to take a look here we also talk i don't know if you guys remember that i mentioned that this company had um, a form of benefit from taxes and here this company had a benefit of 437 million dollars that's a lot of money um uh, definitely a lot of money that this company received back and based on their weighted average per shares of 438 438 million shares um that benefit actually ends up being roughly about a dollar of the earnings per share um and that's not counting the the 300 and they would usually pay so a dollar of earnings per share was actually based on the uh on the tax benefit so we can we can change these earnings per basic shares to go about almost 34 cents instead of a dollar and 34 cents which will be pretty similar to same time last year so that's something to keep in mind out next another thing i want to take a look at we're looking at the company's balance sheet now this company's total current assets have decreased from 9.7 billion last year to now sitting at 6.1 billion dollars this year so um, we can see current assets dropped by current assets dropped by about 33 percent but unfortunately current liabilities did not see that decrease the current liabilities actually increased um same, compared to the same time last year same time last year was 6.4 billion dollars and this year is sitting at 6.8 billion dollars and you definitely do not want to see assets go down total current assets going down and total current liabilities going up um, it's definitely not not a good sight to see and the final thing we're going to take a look at is this company's cash flow and the only thing i want to see is look at this company burning cash right now the non-gap free cash flow for this past 12 months was 3.2 billion dollars same time last year was 3.3 about 3 billion dollars and they're estimating for 2020 to be 2.5 billion dollars so that's actually a lot lower than these past two years so like i said i probably won't expect this company to be um, positive free cash flow till maybe about 2023 2024 2025 so that's it i don't think i have anything else i hope you guys enjoyed this episode this was a quick one i just wanted to take a look at uh, at the company's information that they released to us so take care guys have a good night and see you next time